Take a chance. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Even your grandmother can watch it with you. I'm not... I'm not dead. Welcome back to the land of the living. Why am I not dead? They... shot me. Yep. Take a look at your leg. You've got enough meds in you to stop a horse. Ooh. I think I'll lay back down now. Good idea. Lieutenant? Where am I? What happened? I remember, I remember trying to run, and then there was a shot. I remember, I heard it, and my leg wouldn't move, and I was falling, and then I, I... You passed down, and we brought you back here into the house. They shot you so they could escape, to keep us busy. Oh. Mickey! She's fine. She's probably the reason they haven't come back. I think she spooked him. After Fung and Wan took off, they called down a lava storm to cover their tracks. Hear it? Yes. How long... How long have I been out? The Ambassador? In the basement with the old folks that run this place. I hustled them all down there. Lawrence keeping an eye on them. Miki's out scouting. Who's Miri? What? Miri, you kept saying that name while you were out. Oh. She's... She's my cousin. You close? Yes. She saved my life last summer. There was an accident, and I nearly died. Ah. I was dreaming about it just now. I could feel it all again. Lieutenant, how much longer do I have to do this? What do you mean? This life. 
What you do. What we do. You made a deal with Arclight. Your talents for your family debts wiped clean. I wasn't there, I didn't make it with you, but you made the choice and you're here with me now. We don't always get to do what we want. I don't want to be paralyzed from neck down, but I am. What happens, happens. This suit of powered armor lets me move. Your talents let you pay off the debts of the ones you love. We both have things we do for what we want, and if you want to cry about it, then cry. Then heal up and move, because they're still out there and we've got a mission to do. I did cry. I cried a lot. Everything I'd been through in the past few days but ignored hit me like a hammer, and it was all I could do to even breathe. But when the tears ran dry and I calmed down, I did what I was told and gathered the energy to heal myself. I let the white fire begin working on the pain in my leg. They'd already removed the bullet, so I just had to heal the flesh. I'd take care of the drugs later. Right then, they were still needed. Flesh was easy for me to heal. The spirit, however. The spirit would take a different medicine. I see. Mm, lazy girl. Karen. You look like hell, and your color would make a ghost embarrassed. <laughs> Gee, thanks. But it is good to see you well, Petit. I was worried we'd lost you. Me? No way. I can't finish up until my contract is done. Well, at least you haven't lost your sense of humor. Talking about the past with the lieutenant? Yeah, something like that. How'd you know? She is most testy at the moment. I think she is unpetted upset. How can you tell? Look, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Can we talk about something else? We may talk about whatever you wish. Back at the highway... You made me promise not to shoot Fung. You said you'd explain it later. Then Fung told Mickey that she couldn't hurt him this morning. I don't understand. Why not? Ah, that. Well, it was an oversight that you were not told, but I guess our blessed self-proclaimed superiors considered it an unimportant part of the training. After all, how common are mages, no? It is my fault, really. I should have educated you in such things myself. But, you know, if you want something done right and all that... Tell me what? Dear girl, tell me what you know of the human spirit. The spirit? Well, it's our other half. The ghost in the machine of the body. When we die, it moves on or stays and becomes one type of ghost. 
In living people, it extends a little out past our skin, and we call it an aura. Well, not quite correct. The aura and the spirit are slightly different, but we'll ignore that minor thing for now. Please, visualize the spirit as a balloon, one that contains our breath of life, or chi, as the Orientals call it. I know what chi is. It's how I heal myself and others, by using my chi to stimulate the natural energies of the body. May we? Now, that balloon holds chi and binds it to the body in a process much too complicated to explain to such as you. But you need to understand that the balloon can also be used for other things. There is ambient chi energy all around us, and if one is so inclined, one may use one's spirit as a kind of a jar to hold that energy and bind it to the user. Some people, let us call them mages, have learned to trap and store and use that energy for their own purposes. When they want to perform magic, they draw it out from their spirit and, well, off it goes to do whatever they ask of it. This is called magie interne, or internal magic, and it is a most powerful and potent way to wield arcane strength. Is that what you do? No. I use magie externe, or external magic. When I craft a rune, I use a bit of my own chi as a spark to coalesce ambient energies onto it and the rune itself, to shape the form it will take. Think of it as giving the rune its own spirit, and then filling that spirit with the energy that it would need to do its job. Oh, do not look at me that way, child. Runes are not alive. They have no sense or thoughts. I am not creating life, merely a battery to power the spell I have chosen. But if magic... Uh, internal magic is so powerful and good. Why don't you use it, too? For that, I will need to make a little demonstration. What is this? It's... Uh... It's a... Why, child, I do believe you are blushing. (laughs) To continue our metaphor, we will call it a balloon. Okay... It's a balloon. Very well. So, if I put Mr. Balloon to my lips and give him a touch of bliss through a single breath, then he gains shape and life. Say hello, Mr. Balloon. He is cute, is he not? Yeah, I guess. You have most obviously not learned to appreciate him yet. But that is a lesson for another day. No, right now he is much as a normal person, and this balloon is his spirit holding the energy in. But I must tell you that this simple energy within a normal person is not enough to perform magical arts. For that, you must learn to extend your spirit beyond its normal capacity. It is a common enough practice throughout the world, and many have learned to do it. There are limits, of course, 
and only those with a natural gift can really stretch it. We call those people mages. So, I will make our little fellow a mage. Now, he is a mage, and with his extra energy, he can perform the magic arts. Of course, some castings take more energy than others. So, if he wants to be sure to have enough power, he will need to take in even more energy. Getting quite out of shape, is he not? But that is just the power for a single spell. If he wants to perform multiple acts in a short time, he must draw in even more. And, for good measure, more. This, my petite quatre, is what a mage such as Fang or one looks like if you can see their spirit. They are twisted, bloated and ugly things, which I think rather reflects their owners, does it not? As they use their energy, it will of course change size, but normally they keep themselves like this, to prepare for any eventuality. Ew. I am so glad I can't see that. Yes, it is quite the elephant in the room. However, now that you understand this, we may move on to the final part of our lesson. What, I may ask, happens to people when they die? Like I said before, their spirit moves on. All of it? No, it shrinks down and gets rid of its extra energy. That's why spirits often look so much smaller, like little lights sometimes. Exactly. They shed their extra energy to prepare to move on. So, what would happen to our little friend here if I were to stick the point of this pen into him? Exactly. This is why teams such as ours exist. Because some problems in this world do not have simple solutions. Ambient chi can produce many effects, especially when released in such a large amount at once, and almost none of them are good. Meshes who use the internal arts must be caught, contained, and drained before they are dealt with, and to suddenly kill one who is not in the best interests of anyone involved. Now I understand. I thought you would. Our situation is most difficult, is it not? We must handle that garbage with care they most certainly do not deserve. No. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, now I understand why you joined Arclight. To protect people from stuff like this. Child, what nonsense are you talking now? I did no such thing. But... You said... I said that teams like ours exist to give the world some protection. I didn't say it was why I joined one. I joined Arclight because I dislike being bored. And Arclight gives me challenges. Nothing more, nothing less. Oh. I thought... Um, never mind. So, Petit... 
I hope I have answered your question and taught you why we must never kill unless we firmly know our opponent's nature. Oh, if we were to kill one mage, much less two in the coming conflict, we will most certainly have a great deal in common with the way this lovely baluma would normally be used. Now, get some rest and I shall tell the lieutenant you are recovering. It was a lot to take in, and if I wasn't scared before, then I certainly was then. We were fighting living gods, and we couldn't hurt them for fear of them blowing up in our faces. Now the team's sudden caution in the last few days had made sense, and as I lay there and looked at the ceiling, I wondered at how helpless we all were. Mickey, Karen, and the lieutenant? I didn't think anything could stop them, but in this situation... They were as helpless as I. Were they scared? They had to be. Well, maybe not the lieutenant. I didn't think she was afraid of anything. But I decided Karen must be at least a little worried. And Mickey, she had her family back home to care for. Family. Was I going to see my own family again? I'd accepted Arclight's offer to save my father's dream. I'd walked away from them to save them and I couldn't even tell them why at the time. Now I was alone. I didn't have any family. Unless... I don't know how long I'd been asleep when the next visitor came. Well, if it isn't a happy cat snug in a bed. How are you today, happy cat? Mickey, come in. I'm getting better. How are you? Oh, you know me. Same old song. Guess my head's too hard, eh? You seem pretty good for a girl who got shot this morning. Yeah, the wound's almost healed. It itches a lot, but I'm going to pull through. Look at you, you're a doctor. <laughs> well, what can I say? It saves a lot on hospitals. The lieutenant told me you were out looking around. Did you find anything? Nah, I think they're up to something, though. They've got this storm covering the whole valley. All the folks in towns are hemmed in. I ran from one end to the other, but all I found was snow. Even the people seemed to have bundled up and dug in. I had to stop and help out a few drivers that were stuck in the ditches. This snow stuff's a real pain. I don't know how you northerners stand it. Well, once you get used to it, it's pretty nice. On snowy days, you can just sit inside and keep warm, drink hot chocolate, read a book. Winter's a great time. Um, Mickey? Yeah? Mickey, why did you join this group? I mean, I know you do it to help your family, but why did you really join? Did you want to help people, or... So, what do you think you're asking me? You mean, did I join to get paid? Yeah, I did. Did I join for some higher purpose? No, I didn't. Oh. But... I think you're asking me the wrong question. What? Okay. You should be asking me what I do now that I'm here. I don't ask you how you were born or why. I ask you what you want to do with your life. How we got here isn't important. What's important is where are we going? Where we're going? Exactly. But what if I don't know where I'm going? Then pick a direction and start walking. Life is only one way. 
You go forward and you can't go back. How you got here is important, but it's not what you are. What you are is how you choose to go from here. Even if it's not my choice? We can't always pick the big choices in our lives, soon, but we can choose little ones. You say you're not able to choose your future, but you choose every moment you're alive. I chose to help those people today who were stuck in the ditch, and so I chose to be someone who helps others. Why I was there to help them doesn't matter. Heck, I was partially cause of the problem. You could say I wasn't helping, I was cleaning up my own mess. So, you did it because you felt guilty? Not guilty. Responsible. We're all responsible for our lives, son. I'm responsible for my future, and you're responsible for yours. Nobody else to blame, even if we get dealt a bad hand in life. How you pick yourself up from that hand is what makes your future, not that you had it happen to you. So just like that, I should accept my life and walk forward? Why not? You're stuck here. Did you ever see a three-legged dog play? A what? Yes. No. I'm... not sure. Bad things happen to animals all the time, especially strays. They get hit, kicked, hurt, diseased, but there's no doctor to run to or anyone to help them. They learn to just deal with their problems and go on. One time I saw a three-legged dog playing and I felt bad for it. But then after, I thought about it. I felt happy it could still lay even though it lost a leg. When I became a tattooed deer, I had the catcher out to get me and couldn't go home again. But I kept running and found a new home and a good one too. Now the questions you need to ask yourself are, what kind of cat are you and how can you make yourself a better cat tomorrow? By not feeling sorry for myself. That's one way to do it. I'm sure you'll think of a few others. Well, time to go. You get some rest while you can. The storm will break soon and there'll be hell to pay. Thanks, Mickey. Not a problem. Mickey had given me a new perspective on things. I had begun to feel sorry for myself and let my fear control me. But even after everything that occurred, what gave me the right to feel like that? Everyone had problems. Everyone dealt with them somehow. And just like the lieutenant had said, we had to pay for what we wanted from life. I had something I wanted, and I needed to be ready to do what it took to get it. I had been willing to die for someone I loved a year before. Now it was time to live for them. I realized I had become selfish, but maybe that was what was needed, a little selfishness. I would shape my own future and not let the past hold me down. The wind. It stopped. Team Iron Angel, Black Dawn of the Golden Age. Episode 6, Visitors. Written and directed by Robin Patterson. Starring in order of appearance. Amanda Price as Sung Thor. Elena as Stone One. Fiona Thrail as Laurent Two. Tegan Harris as Mickey Three.
music, Untitled by Peter Chan. Closing music, Cool Spies by Peter Chan. Find his work at soundclick.com. Sound effects provided by the Free Sound Project, findsounds.com, the Transformer Sound Effects Collection, and Axel of the Voice Acting Alliance. Casting done on voiceactingalliance.com. This work and all its characters within are copyright 2007 Robin Patterson. This step into audio adventure and others can be found at kungfuactiontheater.com, where theater is spelt with an R-E at the end because that's how it's done with style. Until next time, Zaijen and bye-bye. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Have a good day.